So I am super excited to have Lori Lewis with me today. Lori, thank you so much for joining the Fit to Lead podcast. Um, and I know we were chatting a little bit before you joined. I'm super excited to really dig into your story. So um, as I have all my guests do, I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Allison. I love being here because it's really exciting to me to make a difference in the lives of women who are pre-menopausal, perimenopausal, in menopause, post-menopause. I think I just hopefully included all women. Yes. <laughs> because we, our bodies go on a journey. It's pretty incredible what we are capable of. And I think that women look ahead either with dread or with that'll never happen to me. I'm going to keep taking really good care of myself, you know, and uh, I was a woman who was very interested in fitness and nutrition. Uh, it hit me in my late 20s. One day I had this thought, which kind of was something like, I think this diet Coke might not be very good for me. <laughs> it's not doing me any favors. And that began, I just shed sugar, shed artificial sweeteners just from that day forward. I just stopped drinking soda, pop, wherever you're from, whatever you call it. And um, I started studying nutrition as a fun hobby. And then also for fun, I got um, my health coach certification at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, just because I wanted to learn more and I never thought I would be a health coach. So fast forward, I'm 44 years old, all of a sudden, you know, running marathons, fit, lean, you know, everybody knew me as the healthiest eater anybody knows, but I never wanted to be the food police. I don't want to tell people what to do. I just wanted to help myself. And one morning I woke up and I was like, it's kind of in the middle of the night, early morning oh my gosh, my air conditioner must be broken. It is hot as Hades in here. What is going on? Well, my AC was fine. It was me, mm -hmm. <laughs> 44. So I have a workbook called Celebrating Your Vibrant Future, Intermittent Fasting for Women, 44 to forever. And 44 is just kind of this magical number for me. And it's an auspicious number, but there I was 44. And that began what I knew of was my perimenopausal journey. Little did I know that it probably started years before and little did I know what was to come. It wasn't just hot flashes. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah. I love that story. That's amazing. Yep. So, and maybe you could share, because I know a lot of people always ask me about it. What is like, what is your one sentence definition of intermittent fasting? It's not a diet. It's timed eating. It's when you eat. So I'll add another sentence. You're putting <laughs> your body in a condition of repair. Imagine repair mode when we're not taking in nutrients or flavors, hormones repairing, deep cellular repair, making new brain cells. Did I say balancing your hormones? <laughs> and um, it's and and increasing our metabolism. That's something people don't understand about taking a pause from eating every day and eating later in an eating window that's customized hundred percent for you. You get to say what works for your goals, your body, your timing, your fitness, your family, your social life, your bedtime, all I of it. You it. get to say. I love it. I think that's a great point when you talk about pausing and repairing, because think about when we go to sleep, we are unconsciously 
fasting, however hours you sleep, right? Seven hours, eight hours, right? And you are restoring. Oh, sleep is, boy, number two in my book, maybe number one. I'm not a sleep coach, but um, (laughs) if, if I could give a very bright heads up to everyone, you know, in their late thirties, approaching their forties, that if sleep is not a priority, I'd love to encourage you to uh, shift that and read a book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep. Whoa, (laughs) what a wake up. It's a book about sleep that's a wake up. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't think people realize the stress it puts on you when Mm. you're sleep deprived, which impacts, Mm. again, your hormones, your metabolism, right? It's like everything. And it's funny because I've always, um, I always hear, about intermittent fasting, you know, oh, it wrecks your metabolism, it wrecks your hormones. I would love for you to dive into that a little bit because I think people would be surprised to know it's not, right? Well, we have over 80 hormones. And when we talk about, we women, we talk about being hormonal or, you know, the ways we talk about our hormones, we're kind of referring to the sex hormones of progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, but they are all, the 80 hormones are all in a hierarchy, like a network of communication. And some seem to be more important than others, like insulin (laughs) and Mm -hmm. estrogen and cortisol. And I love to throw in oxytocin. So as we're aging, um, it's so important to prioritize those three hormones of oxytocin, cortisol, and insulin. So when we talk about this myth of intermittent fasting kind of messing with our hormones, I want to encourage people that, you know, something as benign as exercise, going for a little run will increase our cortisol. So what we're talking about with the increase of cortisol and and create wreaking havoc with our hormones is that chronic stress wreaks havoc with our hormones, not a burst. We need, we need cortisol to go up and down throughout the day in the evening melatonin rises cortisol goes down in the morning cortisol rises melatonin goes down so they're all related to each other and being in a rhythm of healing being in a rhythm of fasting and then eating later actually gives the pause for all those hormones our hunger hormones our satiety hormones our sex hormones like all of them our thyroid hormones to start to do their job well. Mm. It's that when people are over-exercising or over-fasting or sleep-deprived or eating ultra-processed food, that our hormones are out of whack. So, Mm. and then regarding the metabolism, if people are dieting or calorie restricting in their eating window, people think, well, fasting's good, you know, counting my calorie, not not eating much must be better. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no, no. So what we're doing is once you're fat adapted kind of through the first month of being in a fasting and eating window regimen, you're fat adapted, your body's shifting, keeping insulin low and shifting into burning body fat for fuel. It's very exciting. Once you're in that body fat burning phase, which is very enlivening, you have great even energy. And then you open your eating window You want to eat well to satiety until hunger is gone, a variety of delicious whole food nutrients. So it's in that dance of burning your own body fat and then eating yummy, nutritious food that sends the signals to the body. Oh, there's no famine. 
we're, their food isn't scarce here. So we can ramp up the metabolism because there's plenty of fuel. Now, I'm not saying overeat. Mm -hmm. I'm saying pay close attention to when your body is informing you, ah, I'm satisfied. I've yeah. had enough. I'm not feeling deprived here. <laughs> I love that. So we talked a little bit before we hopped on about um, how often you fast, right? And you had said to me, oh, do you fast? And I was like, well, I typically fast like around the holidays when I know there's a big meal coming and I want to kind of make sure that I keep my, my, cal my total calories for the day in check. So do people need to fast every day? Is it what's, what's, um, what is your recommendation when it comes to that? Well, let's start with evolution. <laughs> let's go way go back. All the, let's go all the way back, Allison. No, I'd like to keep things simple. So let's look at how our bodies are designed. David Sinclair is one of the foremost leading experts on longevity, says we have survived throughout all human history by being cold and hungry. <laughs> And when we are in a fasted state, everything in our bodies start working better. Now, I'm not talking about pushing hard. I'm not talking about the fasting Olympics. I'm talking about we have the luxury in our day and age because food is not scarce. <laughs> have you noticed? Yeah, we have the luxury everywhere. to pause from eating and, and have a fasting eating window schedule that works really well for us and then to eat later in an eating window, an abundance of food that makes us feel well. So it has integrity to pause from eating and put our body, much like sleep, into a repair state. So when we consciously do that, we are deliberately putting our body into a repair state. Now, should you do that every day? I say yes, because that's how we've evolved. Food, no food food, no food. <laughs> and yeah. also you rob yourself of every time you stop and start and stop and start, you're having to go through that adaptation phase again, which mm -hmm. if you get through those. So let me push pause for a second. I felt better within the first three days, like that I gained 50 pounds in menopause, which was totally unexpected. I had brain fog. I was aching head to toe. I had memory loss. I was a hurting pup. And when I found out about intermittent fasting, within three days, I felt better. But it's in the first three, four weeks that then your body is through that adjustment phase and you're shifting naturally into fat burning mode every day at about 12 hours fasted. So if you stop and start and stop and start that first fasting day or two or three or two weeks, isn't so fun. Yeah. So why rob yourself of that? Now, do you have to have a four or a six hour win eating window every day? No, but I encourage people to, to think, oh, I have an eating window every day for at least 12 to 14, maybe 16 hours every day. I put myself, you're asleep for eight of it. I put myself consciously into fasting and repair mode. And then I eat later and you just wake up. It's like, when's my eating window going to be today? It could be as it's just easy breezy like that. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be this hard push, but hunger doesn't build and build and build when you're fat adapted. It kind of comes in waves. So you might feel have a little thoughts of food or a little hunger wave and it comes and goes. So to answer your question, succinctly, uh -huh. I recommend having a eating window every day. And you get to say, is today a two hour eating window or today a three meal eating window, but have a window. <laughs> 
And so what are your, what are your tips? Uh, so, so your eating windows can vary the times you can start eating at 10 AM noon. Um, sure. what are three, what are some tips for people that want to get started and say, all right, I want to try this out and see if it'll work for me. Step one, I really encourage people to set aside diet mentality of this is a solution to a problem called I'm carrying excess weight. Now will mm -hmm. intermittent fasting, will having an eating window and shifting other health habits contribute to possibly losing weight? Yes. I lost 51 pounds in 15 months of stubborn menopausal hormonal fat. But if we approach it as this has as much integrity for my body as sleep does, as mm -hmm. eating nutritious, real whole foods, as drinking water, as meditating. Okay. So I start with encouraging people to have this be part of your health regimen, not a quick fix solution to a, yeah. an overweight problem. Okay. Yeah. Step two, look at when you normally like to stop eating. Look at, so you could look like, oh, this is when I have dinner. This is when my family likes to have dinner all together. Like what, or some people are like, I don't even like dinner. I like lunch. I like breakfast, you know, just yeah. think about your day right now. When do you like to stop eating and have that be the time today, everybody, you don't have to clean out your fridge. You don't have to prepare for this. You just decide today, when am I closing my eating window today? <laughs> okay. And then you add 12 hours. If you're like 12 hours, that's nothing. Do 14, maybe go rip off the bandaid, go straight to 16 and have an eight hour eating window. You get to say you inch along or you kind of speed ahead, but decide today when you're closing your eating window, drink plain water. So then step three is fast clean. What the heck is that? That is don't take in any sweetness or nutrients. People are like, but I heard you're allowed to have this many calories, or I heard you're allowed to do this and that. Okay. I want two reasons for you to fast clean, which is plain unflavored water and plain unflavored black coffee. If you like coffee and plain unflavored black or green tea, if you like tea, but definitely plain unflavored water. <laughs> the reason I want you to do that is because it makes fasting easier. That's awesome. And we get all the healing benefits. If you're, and it creates a little more peace of mind because you're not fixated around, what, what am I allowed? It's like, let's just keep it simple. Yeah. The fasting hours are clean, full repair mode, make it easier, focus on other things during those fasting hours, including sleep, and then have your eating window and have all the yummy, have the flavor party later. Yeah, in your eating window. Yeah. And is there is there an ideal number of fasting hours? There aren't. I will say that we live in a culture where longer is better, faster is better, yeah. extreme. Yeah. Right? Okay. So are there health benefits as you increase the fasting hours? Yes, absolutely. But does that mean everybody should do that? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if a person has a considerable amount of weight to lose and say they're type two diabetic or pre-diabetic, pre or they're dealing with strong, you know, um, PMS or autoimmune, like just, the list is long, right? So you get to look at whatever your health issues, try triglycerides, you know, 
low HDL. So whatever the numbers are, whatever you're feeling like, start gently, fast, clean, and then know that once you're fat adapted, your body is shifting into fat burning around 12 hours. If okay. you can get to 16, that's really incredible having an eight hour eating window, but it's not really a big fat burning regimen. Okay. So if someone has a considerable amount of weight to lose, or if you're in perimenopause or menopause, you may want to go a little longer mm-hmm. and it's at 18 hours that the fat burning, the autophagy, which is deep cellular repair, really crank up the human growth hormone production really ranks up, ramps up at around 18. Now, if someone's sitting there and you can barely get to 10 hours, so like you eat right up until you go to bed and you drink candy coffee from the minute you wake up, it's very hard to imagine even going 12. So when I say 18 or 19, you're like, what? <laughs> what? So the, anybody who's out there going, start with 12 hours. And you may find, as I did, I actually started with 16 because I didn't care for breakfast so much. And I thought it was easy to drink black, co- black coffee and plain water. And then one day I was like, you know, it's kind of the same for me to eat my two meals in six hours than eight hours. And so I went, you know, fasted to 18 hours and you don't have to push hard every day, but it just felt really good. So is there a best fasting schedule? No, there's what's feel is amazing and works for each individual. And that's unique to the person. I love that. I love that answer. I love it. And so one of my, my regular questions to all my guests that I know you can't say intermittent fasting, but what is your favorite life hack? Like what is something in your, that you just makes your life easier? Oh, okay. Something that makes my life easier. Well, I don't enjoy cooking. I enjoy Mm. eating. People think, oh, intermittent fasters, you must not like food too much. Oh no, we love our food. Are you kidding me? And we become as my, my uh, friend and mentor and author, Jen Stevens, who wrote fast feast repeat. She calls us food snobs because Ah. we really only want to eat food. That's window worthy. Like why would I waste a minute on mediocre food? You know? So I love having the meal kits delivered Mm. and I've tried all of them from purple carrot to hello fresh to green chef to, and I found that I keep, I always keep circling back to blue apron. And so I love a meal kit the box of ingredients that comes in. I just follow the instruction. I feel so proud of myself that I made a delicious meal. (laughs) That is a fabulous life hack. I love that one. I love a huge fan. I'm a big hungry root fan. So I am right there with you. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So I would love for you to share where folks can connect with you online, learn more about you, all the things. All the things are the easiest way to find me is at my website. My business is called Fast Forward Wellness. So it's fastforwardwellness.com. And I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I spend all my time working with all my amazing clients and leading my classes and programs. And I have a fast chat and I, I just love connecting with people in real time. So that's how I find my, find my time, spend my time. And you can find me at fastforwardwellness.com and you can sign up for a free guide and the steps of how to start. And, um, it's, it's just a joy to be working with people. I love it. I love it. And I will include all of that in the show notes so people can find you very easily, but I've loved learning more about you and about fasting and all the things. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Allison. 
Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fit to Lead podcast. If you did, be sure to leave a review and also subscribe so you get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, come visit me at www.allisonjacksonfitness.com.